Some people call mentally retarded. Now, that was supposed to be between us there, Brick Hamlin. Good Friday morning, S family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of, you guessed it, that's right, the Arnie State Show. Let's stop it all right now. Today is a big day. We have a happy birthday to go out to my main man, Roscoe. Roscoe. Now, now, Roscoe, you, you, you turned one today. You don't know who this guy is, but you're already smarter than he is. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Yeah, okay, happy it's Roscoe. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy it's a big birthday deal, to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Uh, Roscoe. Happy birthday Come to on. you. Man, one year old. Holy crap. I've survived a year, that kid. Hollering, pooping. I have not changed one diaper, nor will I. Uh, he's a good kid. We, we had a moment this morning. I put a picture up. Uh, he, he's petting my, uh, my stuffed donkey. He thinks that, that belongs to him. Uh-uh. No, 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 mister. That's my donkey. Um, it's so funny, though, to watch him because, it, it, and little kids are fascinating to watch because when they fall down, they automatically look at somebody and they need to judge what their opinion is based on the reaction. The other day, uh, he's walking into the living room because, yeah, he walks now. I guess they do that when they get older. And, uh, now, now he is not. He does not share any of the genetic freak structure that I have. But man, oh man, it seems like it sometimes because this motherfucker is about as graceful as me. This kid walked head first right into the corner of a table, and went down. And I saw it happen. I heard it happen. I just started to laugh. And everybody else like jumped up. Oh my god! And he starts crying. Starts crying. Fell down the other day. Everybody rushed to him. Oh, my God. Starts crying. This morning, as he came in to, uh, I, 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 I summoned him in to give him his birthday uh, acknowledgement. And he walked in. He's walking out, and I've got, like, these French doors that lead to the studio, and one always stays closed. And he kind of fell and just whacked his back into that. And he looks right at me. And I just look at him, I go, yeah! And he just gets the biggest smile, and he's like, yeah! <laughs> so there you go. So a uh, happy birthday to Roscoe. A lot of birthdays today. Let's get to the good mornings, uh, shall we? Uh, lots of interesting stuff happening here in the good mornings already. So first one here, Cowboys Girl. We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet No, cult. no, we aren't. We, do we even talk about We don't even talk about them today. Uh, we talk about, oh, God, the first segment, dear Lord. Oh, boy. But uh, good morning to you, Cowboys girl. Battleborn! If you don't chew Big Red, then f*** you. This is happy Friday-ass family. Happy birthday, little Roscoe. Yes, indeed. Good morning to you. Another happy birthday, Roscoe. Well, oh, that was very nice, Cowboys girl. Hey, yo. Gold. He says, good morning, assholes. Arnie, just one tiny request for my birthday. Wait, 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 wait. One more. Yep, one more, one more. Well, look, okay. my wife yep. has a rule in her family. Here we go. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. Mr. You ready? President, don't fuck happy it up this time. Birthday it's gold. to you. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Gold. Happy birthday Jesus. to you. 81 million votes, my ass. He says, good morning, assholes. Arnie, just one tiny request for my birthday today. 
one just one Beastie Boys or Bob Seger ACDC song, and I want to wish little Roscoe a happy first birthday. Legends were born today. Indeed, legends were born today because we got an impromptu out of nowhere email. And all the emails are brought to us by our dear friends over at JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. The rest, the, 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 they, they want to steal your money to give breast augmentation to squirrels. I, 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 I can't get into it anymore, but give my friend Jesse a call at 775-267-4123. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Hey, Arnie. My son is turning 14 today, and I was wondering if you had any advice for him since he, uh, since you had such a good dad guiding you along the way. That's from Garrett. Well, you didn't mention your son's name, so we can't do the birthday song for you. I'm not going to say, you know, Garrett's son. Or will I? Will, well, I'll just do one. I'll just do this one. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Garrett's son. There it is. There we go. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, my one piece of advice for you, Garrett's son, is this. If you use soap as a lubrication device, that doesn't mean you have to avoid cleanup. Every guy out there knows what I'm talking about right now. Every single guy out there knows exactly, ooh, this soap, that means I can do the hoopty doopty to myself and I ain't got to worry about cleaning. You still got to clean up. He's 14. He's a man now. He should know that already. Um, uh-oh. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, the only, bratty kid is all up in the motherfucking house. Hey, lady, if I buy two odds, will you show us your end? Okay. <laughs> She says, happy birthday, my little nugget. Yeah, uh, Roscoe's her little nugget. Uh, that's fantastic. I hope that you have a good day today. He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, just he a great guy and mm-hmm. really uh, very, very knowledgeable. He has Thank a you. tremendous memory. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. And really enjoyed being with him. Yeah. Thank you. You're out. Uh, good morning to you. She says, happy birthday to the little one. Here's to peace on earth tomorrow. Indeed, maybe that'll happen. I doubt it, but hey, we can wish for it. I like to butt fuck fine ladies. Yeah. Will I choke hold a bitch? Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. 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 V Coop says, I was warned a candy thief moved into my neighborhood, but forgot and left a bag of candy on my porch, and it's been stolen. The DOJ suspects it was squirrels. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, I mean, we've got a lot to get to with the White House. Please be a fart. Yeah. Please be a fart. Darren says, good morning, ass family. Happy Friday. Well, I'm glad this week is over. I can't wait for Arnie's birthday party stories coming on Monday. Yes, tomorrow is Roscoe Mania. The first ever Roscoe Mania. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a barn burner. The the, the list of uh, combat, I mean, not combatants. Uh, guests is a who's who of who doesn't like each other. And man, oh man, is it going to be awkward. But I'm going to be sober and remember everything from it, and I will report back on Monday. There you go. Uh, Adam J. in the house. Where's my man Adam J.? 
Buenos dias to you, my friend. I hope that you're doing well down in Mexico. Hey, konnichiwa, bud. What's up? How's it going? Domo arigato. Around here, we speak American. Yeah, yeah, okay, man. but... Uh, Mage says, good morning, ass and AIG. I feel like eating a Slim Jim now, LOL. Oh, yeah. Snap into it. Dig it. My opinion's the only one that counts. Red. Happy Friday, y'all, he says. Slim Royce says, happy fucking Friday. V Coop says, happy birthday, Roscoe. MJ says, I don't envy you, dude. Babies drive me nuts. Uh, he, you know, he's not too bad yet. Ogre. Buenos dias, amigo. Babies are little drunks, at least when the cat fucks up. They leave the room to avoid the embarrassment. That is very true. He walks around like he's hammered all the time. Becca! Becca! Derek says, good morning, ass family. Thank God it's finally fucking Friday, and happy birthday, Roscoe. Becca! Well, thank you, sir. Fred says, happy birthday, Roscoe. Happy birthday, Gold, from Derek. Slim Roy says, happy birthday, Roscoe and Gold. Roscoe Rise says, happy birthday, Gold and Roscoe. Trash Panda, good morning to you. He says, good morning, family. Scott says, good morning, Arnie and ass. Oh, wait, which one do I have for stay? Is Rusty this one? cunt bucket. Yeah, there you Fuck. go. <laughs> Alicia. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. Everybody's here today. I took a dump at work. Man, this is good roll call all today. The, time. the boss man takes my freedom and creativity. Woo. Alicia says, morning, y'all, and happy birthday, Roscoe. Timmy and Nicole, it's great to see ya. They say, morning, y'all, and happy birthday, Roscoe. Well, thank you uh, for that, Cowboys Girl. The party should deliver some <laughs> juicy stories. At least you'll know where the deadbeat will be so you can tip off the sheriffs on unpaid child support. Oh, that's fantastic. Damn, I bet you come in here on a Saturday night. You need nigga repellent to keep them motherfuckers Steph, off your ass. Steph, good morning to you. She says July babies are the best babies. I don't know about that. That's a little much, but okay. All right. And my man, Stinkfist, says good morning, ass. Just made it. Well, we're glad you're here. We are happy as, as clams. I don't know where that, 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 that saying came from. Do we really know that clams are happy? I mean, clams just kind of sit there. And I guess, I guess if you're a clam that has a pearl, I guess you're pretty happy. But if you're just a, a regular clam, like do all clams have pearls? I I, I, I I don't know. I, I haven't looked enough into the, the aquatics and the uh, the uh, mollusk category, if you will. They would be a mollusk, correct? If you looked like a pussy, how happy would you be? <laughs> I, I, exactly, see? I mean, it, it's a clam, for God's sake. Um, all right. Where, I, oh, by the way, Ogre, I have a treat for you. Oh, this is, you know what? I was going to hold this till the second hour, but it's Friday. Everybody's here. Everybody's ready to go. You know how I have regaled you in the past with my absolute favorite daytime commercials, especially this man right here, the Texas ham. Now, I don't know if it's a law in Texas 
that you have to have some sort of a name after your name when it comes to being a lawyer. There is a pit bull of lawyers. There, there's Ryan the Lion. And then there's my man, Jim Adler, the Texas Hammer. He should His ad should be, I'm Jim fucking Adler. Here you go. This is terribly hurt. I'm Jim Adler, the Texas Hammer. When greedy insurance companies cheat car at victims, I get angrier than a junkyard dog. It's time to bark. I'll get their attention. My client rolled over and broke her jaw and collarbone. I hammered and put $626,000 in her pocket. I growl and bark. I fight for the money and benefits the law says is yours. Don't get hurt again. Call Jim Adler now. 713-777-4000. Now, even his clients are upset in his ads. But I think we have a challenger. I just found this guy last night. This is Brian Wilson, the Texas law hawk. If this doesn't get your loins moving for America and the justice system, I don't know what will. Now, he's riding a mini bike, a little dirt bike, and he's riding a wheelie. Brian Wilson, Texas law hawk. Brian Wilson, the Texas law hawk. Challenge of justice. Do process. Do wheelies. It's hot out here. Brian Wilson, El Halcón de la Ley. Brian Wilson, the Texas Lawhawk. Hey guys. Now they've got some weird <laughs> skit going where they're drinking and driving. And now, no breath tests. <laughs> Blowing it. It's a fake. Surprise, failed. Blow. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Here he comes in the motorbike! Someone just called me! Oh my god, he destroyed the BAC meter! Or there's a little person inside! That's why you don't blow! Brian Wilson! The Texas Lawhawk! If you or a loved one been arrested, so call Brian Wilson, the Texas Lawhawk, today. I gotta tell you. I, I might be I, I might have a non-sexual crush on Brian Wilson. Oh, the link is just to email. Okay, hold on a second here. Let, let me uh hold on a second. Here we go. There you go. There you go. There's the YouTube one. I can't watch this again because I might get too fucking sexually fucking Oh my god, kill me. The hammer sounds like Buford T. Justice. Stinkfist says, that scared the shit out of me. When the fuck is the Texas Hammer going into wrestling? <laughs> we need to make Arnie's Wrestling Association. He needs to be our JR, at least a heel manager. The Hall Law Hawk sounds like a wrestling promo. You know who could call Brian Wilson right now? I'm going to tell you who could call Brian Wilson the Texas Law Hawk right now, and that is Hunter Biden. Because good God almighty, swoosh! And by the way, that guy is real. Brian Wilson, the, the Texas law hawk, is real. The, uh, oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I played the wrong music for the beginning of this story. Yeah, I'm going to ride that bit out until it dies.
the White House cocaine was not in the West Wing visitor entrance. Oh no, au contraire, mon frere. It was found near the Situation Room. know where they plan strategic attacks the president's down there with his cabinet all the generals all the admirals are in there Ryback Joint Chiefs by the way this is now the second time the second time that the Secret Service has Change the story. (laughs) By the way, the stories with this only get funnier as we go. That's the first one, is that it was found in a very secure location. Meaning, it wasn't some wacky person that was there for the state dinner who took a wrong turn looking for the John so they could do some blow. See, what happens then, in the White House, if you take a wrong turn, you get shot. Oh, by the way, I am going to piss you off with the last story of this first segment. I'm just telling you that right now. Now, this to me is, this is so funny. The White House has invoked the Hatch Act. Now, the Hatch Act, is it, it's kind of a, a weird thing that nobody in the executive branch outside of the president can speak on elections. That's what the Hatch Act is. Now, if you remember, uh, we, we need to go back in time, but, but not that far. We need to not go that far. Like, uh, like three weeks. Oh, there it is right there. Where... A lot of people, including Democrats, are calling Karine Jean-Pierre Mophead. They're calling old Moppy. That, that, you know what? That's her new name now is Moppy. We ain't going to call her Karine Jean-Pierre. That's just too damn long. Her name is now Moppy because she got a mop haircut. Even Democrats uh, have said she has violated the Hatch Act by mentioning the MAGA Republicans over and over again. And now they're trying to invoke that by saying they're dodging Hunter Biden questions because that has to do with the campaign. Now, 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 once again, once again, I'm going to pretend like it's the world is a fair place and that the dirtiest crime syndicate ever in the history of time is not running our country. Um, how is mentioning cocaine found in the White House in a very secure location in the White House? How does that have to do with anything about campaigning? Was that cocaine from Big Cocaine? I I I mean, was that like the the ambassador for Colombia? I I I'm not sure how you're invoking the Hatch Act here because you can't. Even a Democratic ethic expert says if Biden's campaign staffers were uh, were high as a kite, the hatch cat would not cover the cocaine in question. At the press conference, uh, Moppy 
probably looked like she went down on a powdered donut and claimed she had no idea about it and some other team would be giving information about it. Yeah, you're going to have to talk to the president's special counsel on that. The right-handed one. The left-handed guy, he doesn't know anything. you got to ask the right-handed guy. What do you mean? The president has two special counsel? Well, you'd have to ask them. I've answered that question already. What office is Hunter running for? He's looking to be the guy in charge of smokes at fucking Leavenworth. They probably blame Marion Barry the last time he visited before he died in 2014. Well, now, let's see. Where, where do you think that this story will go? Will they say it's cocaine that's been there for a long, long time? Like, maybe one of the cleaning crew, like, like nudged it out, and it's from, like, 1986? Or will we say it's just from the fucking Trump administration? Oh, this cocaine is at least four years old. I bet you it was his son. We looked through his, his, his underwear drawer. Yeah, Ogre says he's, they say it belonged to Trump. Now, it's either that or somebody's going to have to take the fall. There's going to have to be a patsy. By the way, if they try the first one, I'm going to claim bullshit. It ain't like the White House is going to be on an episode of Hoarders and you miss a baggie of cocaine. For some odd reason, baggies of cocaine kind of stand out. Do we not remember the old Steven Seagal show where he would go on a bust? And there'd be Seagal Vision, da 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 And then there'd be a big old pile of cocaine with a, the neon sign, cocaine, and an arrow pointing down. He goes, I think I've seen it. I think I've found it over here in the bayou. Yeah, no shit. It's, it's right there. It's Tony Montoya's fucking pile, you asshole. That's not even the best part. This is the best part of the whole story right now. This is why you gotta love. You gotta love. The British people sometimes. Overseas sports book Bet Online is giving Hunter a Biden Hunter Biden a, a 170 odds as the owner of said cocaine. They're betting on it. The next person listed is Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey with plus 800 odds. One of the Jonas Brothers carries a plus 1,000 odds. Angelina Jolie garners plus 1,400. Biden and First Lady sit at the bottom of the pack at plus 15,000. I love that they are betting on finding out. Oh, I'm betting on Patsy. Patsy all the way. Either Patsy or Trump administration. Swoosh says, I'd respect it more if Hunter said it's mine and I'm getting help. Yeah, he ain't going to say that. I just find this whole story so fascinating that like three weeks ago, we had a topless transgender running around the White House. Now there's bags of cocaine you said Travis Kelsey, but I think you mean daddy. No, I, I, I do not mean that. If you mean that, that's okay. <laughs> so I take it you'd love it if he became a Viking. Did I just blow your mind? 
<laughs> Dr. Jill said it was being used for med- med- medicinal cures. This is this to me is one of the, this is this is better than everything he's fucked up. I gotta say this is that this cocaine has brought such joy to my heart. It's brought more to joy than to my heart than Corn Pop was a bad dude. And you know how much I love that. You know how much I love that. And you know how much I love Keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Horror of the ho- Holocaust. Even Let me start off with two words. Made in America. That's three. What a stupid son of a bitch. This cocaine story. This is where I need the media to keep it going. Cocaine in the White House? This administration is Caligula. What a fantastic reference. Oh, I got the Biden administration will claim it's a Colombian spy bag of cocaine, and they're going to send it to the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, there to confront them. China is currently denying it's their spy bag of cocaine. His last name is pronounced Kels, not Kelsey. He just came out and said that. Okay, Kels, Kelsey, whatever. Bag of shit because he doesn't play for the Cowboys. That's what I go by. Um, I mean, let, 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 let's not kid ourselves. We've all seen TV shows, The West Wing, House of Cards. House of Cards, I, I thought was far better than West Wing, but that's just me. Mainly because of the cursing, Kevin Spacey, even though he was a bad person, you know, undergoing all these sex trials, fucking amazing actor in this. Stinkfist says, W didn't even bring Coke into the White House. Now, now let, 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 let's all realize that somebody, cocaine has been done in the White House. I mean, the plethora of star. I think Flavor Flav has been to the White House, for God's sakes. Flavor Flav! Not saying that he uses cocaine. But cocaine has been done at the White House. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. Now, has it been done by a president? Maybe not. Again, daddy. Now, see, I, I no, no, no. Kels. Uh, but, but to think that, no, like, even the staffers that are working, like, 20-hour days, they need a little pick-me-up. A little of that cocaine. Possibly. I mean, I'm not going to say there's never been cocaine in the White House, but it, the people that have done it in the White House didn't leave it behind. See, see, if you're somebody, this is the way I got to think about it. If you're somebody who leaves coke behind, hasn't Whitney Houston been to the White House? I think that's why they call it the White House. sounds so much better than the booger sugar house this is just so funny and and if you're that person that can leave a dime bag of cocaine behind that means you have a lot more cocaine now take this from an addict if I left if I went to somebody's house and they had pills and they offered me pills and I said no I got enough at home. 
Or if I, if, 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 I, if, if, let's say I was sitting there and I had pills in my pocket and this is a bad time in my life and I'm not proud of it, I'm just telling you the truth. If like five pills fell out and then I got to my car and I found that there were five missing pills, I'd be back in the fucking house. Hey, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to need to find my pills. I already know they've been taken. But oh, I think I left something in your couch. I'd be back. Because, see, I didn't have a plethora on the other side. I would bet that JFK did some off Maryland's tits. I don't know if it was readily super-duper available then in the early 60s. 70s is when cocaine really broke out. The important question here is if this bag of coke was classified, and if so, why is it not secured in Biden's garage? When Trump was president, he bagged unsecured bags of weed in Melania's panty drawer. Oh, man. See, this is where this is where I hope America starts to fight back is on this next campaign trail. And, 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 and once again, I'm going to hope in one hand and shit in the other to see which one gets full first. But we're seeing uh, the American people do a lot of things that they've never done before, and we can all look at it and go, well, that's pretty stupid. The, the number one thing is this idea of throwing phones on a stage. And it's not because that fat chick, B.B. Rexa, got hit in the face. I mean, that, that's a tough target to miss. But we used to, I, and, and I know that people have thrown shit on stage all the time before. I know that Duff got hit with a, a bottle of urine in Sacramento and Guns N' Roses walked off the stage. Can't blame them. I, I wouldn't want to play if I got a bottle of piss thrown at me even though I was late to the venue because I'm a dick. And it hit the wrong person. It didn't hit Axel. But we do all these dumb things, so I'm hoping on the campaign trail that people start yelling out, Mr. President, was the cocaine yours? Just so many people yelling it out that he'll have to address it because we know the media isn't. You have the freedom of speech to ask that question. Mr. President, was the cocaine hunters? Where are these people? Oh, I, I tell you what, if, if I knew that Joe Biden was speaking in Rockwall, I would gladly attend. I'd go through all the security protocol. I would do everything just so I could yell, was the cocaine yours, Joe? Which president supposedly smoked weed on top of the White House with Willie Nelson? Uh, it was, I believe, either Jimmy Carter. wasn't Reagan. wasn't Bush one. Bush two had cleaned up his act. It might have been. It might have been Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. I bet it was Bill Clinton. She's thick with two C's, not fat. Okay. If it was a dime bag, it's definitely Hunter's. He's got dime bag guy written all over him. Why don't I get why they go through the effort of going online and dealing with buying a ticket, then spending a small fortune on a ticket, taking the time to attend just to throw a phone at the artist who you gave money to and then get arrested and banned, right? Stupid. Tough Joel come out. Get your facts straight, Jack. Well, Mr. President, there was, there was cocaine found at the White House. Whose was it? 
the most secure building. Look, look, look. I, I, I'm not, I'm not letting this go yet. The most secure building in the world. There is not a place. Hey, I, I'll tell you this right now. But, but, but also, probably the biggest target in the world too. So when you go to visit there, you feel kind of safe, but then you think, oh, White House down could happen. Because it is the White House. But you got to think, you know, if, they, if a tornado ever rolls through D.C., the White House is going to stay fine. Does go down to the bunker, do all their stuff right there. The White House will probably withstand it. The guns they got on top of the White House, they'll probably shoot the fucking tornado with. Oh, but that's not the end of Joe. No, no, no. It, it looks like, and, and you know, I've stayed away from this topic. I got a couple stories I have to do on it here. I don't like talking about Ukraine. I, I, I just don't. I, because I don't care. And, and call me a bad person. Call me a xenophobic. Call me somebody who doesn't care about my fellow man, which I will agree with. Um, I, I just don't care about this. But Joe Biden recently sent thousands of cluster bombs to Ukraine, despite them being against U.S. law and banned in 120 countries, a year after former press secretary and smelly crotch Jen P. Suckey said using them would potentially be a war crime. Now, now I don't know about you, but we sent them bombs that have been against the law and banned in 120 countries, and we want them to use them? Well, we've committed a war crime. And if Vladimir Zelensky, is that his name? Is Zelensky the, the, the czar of uh, Ukraine or the president of Ukraine? Vladimir Zelensky. He argues that cluster mutations are the best way to kill Russians who are dug into trenches and blocking Ukraine's counteroffensive to retake the territory. You still can't use them. You know how yesterday I was talking um, about Vietnam? You know how Vietnam, they're mad at the Barbie movie because, well, they have nothing else to be mad at except being Vietnamese? No offense to Vietnamese people out there. But I, 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 think, I think I have something for you here. Uh, let's see. Just for all my Vietnam, Vietnam friends, uh, let's see. Uh, I want to be ninja. I want to jump, 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 jump down. Take jump down to Chinatown. There you go. That's for all my Vietnamese friends out there. They used to actually, and, and, and the Japanese did this too in World War II. And in World War I, it was started. They uh, booby traps. They would dig about a, a six-foot hole, square hole, and they would cover it with brush. And inside that six-foot hole, they'd have like four-foot spikes embedded into the ground to where if a troop fell in there, it was over. And the Geneva Convention got along, got together and said, hey, y'all can't use that shit. It's It's like using biological weapons. You can't use that. That's a war crime as well. 
I don't know why there are rules in war. I, I, I guess to, to protect that. I guess it's like the salary cap in the NFL. MJ says, fuck yeah, Joyride is out today. The movie that gave us... Slides off limits to Ching Chongs. I love how the video, she sings the chop chow part to one of the Asian audience members. That video, it, uh, look, the sound effect is great, but the video is so much better. It, it, it's so much savior, more savory. Like, you can, you can feel just all everybody feeling so uncomfortable when this wasp of a, a, a white gal in a gown dressed to the nines is singing this. Oh, it's fantastic. It doesn't get better than that. That is, that's true. That's true racist gold. Maybe not meaning to be, but I kind of think they are. So we sent Ukraine all these bad bombs. Like I said, I, they're going to use them on Russia. I mean, one day they'll use them on us, so don't worry about that. Um, here's the other story um, that I, 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 I just... Golly! Ukraine now has more tanks than Russia thanks to allies boosting their numbers while thousands of Putin vehicles have been destroyed. Surprise, surprise, surprise! Can we stop sending them stuff now? I mean, they got more tanks. That's good, right? That's good. Roscoe, or not right, Moscow. Moscow started the war with more than 3,000 tanks, but are about at 1,300 right now, while Ukraine has 1,500. Now, it's only 200, but you got to think about it. They've lost almost 2,000 tanks. They're losing the war. Why can't somebody just go in, take care of Vlad, Putin? Look, I, I know this Zelensky guy is going to be a thorn in our side soon enough. Maybe not in my life. Well, it'll probably be near the end of my lifetime. This is what always happens. It, it's the circle of the earth. It's the circle of life. We help somebody out, and then in return, they use those same weapons that we gave them on us. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not counting necessarily Afghanistan, even though I should because we left them, what, $6 trillion worth of fucking arms when we just pulled out. Oh, then 13 went back and all got killed. Thanks, Joe Biden. Why can't we send over somebody? You, you, you know we got a real-life Chuck Norris in the military somewhere. I mean, you, have you ever seen some of these military guys do pull-ups? And they, 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 like, do it, and they, like, walk upstairs, and they just stand there, and they have one arm on it, and they're just standing still. Do you know how much strength that is? That is some strength. That's strength. Strength. I mean, damn. Hey, cowboy. Hey, sassy Pammy. You're not just doing this to make your wife jealous. Huh? Yeah. Yep. Good morning to you. But one of those guys got to be in special forces, right? And you got to think that he can traverse the Kremlin and them, them big old buildings that look like salt shakers. Get in there. I don't know. You know, lop a head off. You know, punch somebody real hard in the temple. 
Maybe maybe we'll go old school, we'll just bash the skull with a cast iron skillet. Now, how cool would that be? If, like, one of our special forces guys, a Navy SEAL, carried a, 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 a cast iron skillet with him. This is how I do my fighting, boys. Let me ask you about strength. I predict the Ukraine invades the rest of the former USSR, then using the weapons from the Allies reforms the USSR. We'll see. We'll see. I just I, I find it amazing and, and, and fascinating now that they have more tanks than Russia. All right. Now I'm not making you mad yet. The next, the, the two stories after the first one will make you. Ugh. The second one you're gonna be. This one's gonna make you laugh. Now, this broke out yesterday on Twitter, and I didn't see it until this morning. Yesterday we went out to uh, Mary's, had the best chicken fried steak in the state of Texas at Mary's, uh, out in Strawn, Texas. Strawn, Texas, about two hours away. It was worth it. It was fantastic. So I didn't get to see a lot till last night, and I really didn't look on Twitter that much. And I guess Twitter is eviscerating first uh, our Vice President Kamala Harris due to yet another word salad, and none of this is edited. Well, I think culture is... Kamala Harris tried to define what culture was today, and like a nine-year-old who had a on the cover, and... Uh, I don't need this guy's rant. Here you go. It is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And... And, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And Word salad, more word salad. And we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know. Word salad. It comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express what the way we the feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. More words. What the fuck did she just say? Hold, you, hold on. I, I need to find this. Um, Kamala on culture. That was supposed to be about culture. Um, let's see. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, good Lord. Oh, I, I got to send this to y'all because there's a sign language interpreter on this one. Please welcome. I can't lawyer, wait to see. Journalist, three-time Emmy award-winning co-host of ABC's The View and New York Times best-selling author. No, I don't want to see 47 Austin. minutes of this. And I felt so strongly about, which is relieving people who have studied and don't have personal wealth of the burden of student loan debt. And by the way, don't believe the hype. And this is what's happening in our country every day. I don't, I don't want the whole 47 minutes. You can, you can see where that's headed. And by the way, when it comes to black maternal mortality. No, oh, oh, I got they've, it. They've not, when we look on voting rights, you can also see the interconnections there is ringing out in the neighborhood, jump in the bathtub to avoid a stray bullet. We'll turn the mic off on them. And 
when I look at the work that I did, whether it was being a prosecutor to say we need to f focus on crimes against women and children and protect them. Where's the culture? Is powerful when we organize. And one of the powerful things I love about the connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it, it in that way too. And we also, I think it's very important that, that, that leaders, anyone who considers themselves a leader, really understands how anything they say would affect a real human being as opposed to... Yeah, you, you confuse the shit out of us. That's how you, you, that's how you do it. You're confusing us. You're saying a bunch of things that makes no sense. I have no fucking idea what she said. None. I'm a pretty smart guy when it comes to hearing people speak. She did not make one rational statement. I mean, I mean, honestly. Are you trying to sound like a fool? I'm you sound to like a fool. You sound, you sound like a fool. You are the world's dumbest son of a bitch. What you just said yeah. is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. God have mercy on your soul. Our culture of taking care of morning wood, it comes in the morning. I want The Rock to be Trump's VP to hear him debate between he and Kamala. Oh, that'd be fantastic. She said in an Asian voice, I want to be President Ching Chong, so forth. Lisa, ask someone on her uh, here that voted for her and Joe to interpret what that was, please. Didn't she have the worst record of prosecuting crimes against women? I believe that you might be... Correct the mundo. On that, but I have to look up. Did she just plagiarize Flavor Flav and don't believe the hype? Don't do that to Flav. Flav could rap. Flav could spit some bars. And then she starts laughing uncontrollably to further get away from the question. I think she meant to say prostitute, not prosecutor. Oh, my God. Oh, so now there's one part in there that I didn't want to talk about yet because I had it in this story here. Because this is the mindset of someone who has a great deal of power. This was said by Kenjani Brown Jackson. If this page ever loads. What in the fuck is going on? Okay, let's try that again, shall we? Oh, this is not, and, and I, th this is the shitty part, is I need the story. Hold on a second, let's see if I can Google. Uh, this is Broad's name. Ken Ket. Ket. Uh, Brown, Ketanji Brown News. Uh, oh, God damn it. It gives me. Okay, here we go. Um, she wrote, uh, Supreme Court Justice Jackson made a mathematically absurd claim about black newborns in her dissenting opinion on affirmative action. Um, she says affirmative action that saves lives for marginalized communities in North Carolina. It is critically important that UNC and other institutions produce highly educated professors of color. Research shows that black physicians are more likely uh, accurately assess black patients' pain tolerance and treat them according. 
including, for example, prescribing them the right medication. For high-risk black newborns, having a black physician more than doubles the likelihood that the baby will live and not die. So, wait, 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 wait. A Supreme Court justice said that if a black baby has a black doctor, it's it's 50% more chance to live? So, are you accusing white doctors of killing black babies? I'm not going too far, am I? Ogre, did, did I go too far there? When she says, for high-risk black newborns, having a black physician more than doubles the likelihood that the baby will live and not die. So white doctors are incapable of treating a black baby due to the pigmentation of its skin? MLK is like, I got shot and killed for this shit. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I mean, seriously. See, Billy Idol gets it. See? I don't know why she doesn't Ogre get it. Ogre gets it. This is the shit that perpetrates racism. Oh, good, Kale. Good. I'm glad I've got you, 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 you. Yeah, you wound up a tad bit because this last story right here, and I'm going to play the whole thing for you. I saw this this morning, and I I can't say that I'm surprised that something like this happened. I guess I've been waiting for it to happen. R&B artist Jill Scott. If you don't know who she is, don't worry. She's not really that good of an R&B artist. The only reason why I know who she is is because she was in a uh, a, a comedy movie, not really a movie movie, but uh, a concert movie of Dave Chappelle's Block Party. That'll look good. All white doctors telling their brown patients they need to go to a colored doctor for their care, right? She says she's not biologist. When asked to define a woman during the hearings, how can she speak about doctors? It's crazy. Well, R&B artist Jill Scott decided that at the annual New Orleans Essence Festival on Sunday for the 4th of July celebration... She wanted to jazz up, if you will, the national anthem. And you know what kind of fan I am of jazzing up and making it your own. Well, she really made it her own. Wait till you hear this. 19 years old. Ready? Let me play the whole thing. I'm, I'm just shut up. now, by the way. Don't give a shit. Are you ready? Oh, say, can you see? By the blood in the streets That this place 
Oh, just wait till the end. This is not the land of the free. But the home of the slave. Well, that was obviously the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Derek says, what the fuck is that garbage? Battleborn says, unpatriotic cunt, stick a fork in me. Adding words to the national anthem, I've been booing so loud. Uh, This is worse than nails on a chalkboard. Ironically, though all the racists in Boston cheered the slave part. She is free to move to another country if she doesn't like it. Uh, Irish and Chinese built the land. Blacks pick cotton fields. Don't get it twisted. Where did she sing? She sang this at the Essence Festival uh, in New Orleans, which I believe Essence Magazine is geared toward the the black culture. I say black culture because I don't know what to use anymore. I don't know if it's African American. I don't know if it's I know it's not colored, because then I'd be happy. If I could say, if I could get away with saying colored in public, it would be good. Man, I could throw so many people into that bag. Oh, it's a colored guy down the street. See, it works for Mexicans, for all the cans. Dominicans, Jamaicans, Puerto Ricans, all the cans, they're colored. But I know we can't use that word. So this is the Essence Festival in in New Orleans. Celebrating the 4th of July. She sang this on the 4th of July. On the 4th of July. Now, wasn't it bad enough that Jewel fucked up the national anthem on Memorial Day? What in the hell are we going to do to veterans on Veterans Day? Who are we going to bring out? Are we going to execute an American eagle on Veterans Day, a bald eagle? Are we going to have Tone Loke come out and gut a bald eagle? I don't want to see that. I like Tone Loke. (laughs) 
jive turkeys. Now, see, I that one's not bad. I like that one. Hey, you jive turkeys. I wish it was at a baseball game. I would have thrown my expensive food at that dumb broad. White people are banned from rapping Ice T's classic colors. Boy, that is a good song. Oh, is that a challenge? Oh, that's a, I, oh, I know this song. That mo- that movie was so good. Yo, is let's do this. Colors, 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 colors. Y'all ready? Colors, colors, I'm the special bar. I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking. King of my jungle, just a gangster stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. Been dead as a death, back the colors I choose. What? Blue cause of blood, it just don't matter. Sucker died for your life when my shotgun scatter. The gangs of LA, we never die. Just multiply colors. What a great movie. I had to sneak into that because it was rated R and they were cardinals. That would have been the time to throw your phone and hit her in the face. I'm pretty sure Mr. Loke actually likes America. I, 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 I was just reaching for somebody there, Kale. I didn't mean to, 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 to disparage the, the mighty tone, Loke, because I do like him. May, you know what? You know what it'll be? It'll be Kanye. Kanye will actually have sex with a bald eagle on Veterans Day. I mean, we've, we've ruined all their holidays this year. He's going to rap the national anthem while trying to impregnate a, a, a bald eagle. That, I, look, look, that is, that, that's my call right now. I'm telling you right now. Colors, a movie about a black and Hispanic games with two white guys as the main characters. Yep. Sean Penn and Robert Duvall. Boy, oh boy, I loved Robert Duvall in that movie. Sean Penn was pretty good, too. I got I, I, I to say, Sean Penn is Pac-Man. He was pretty damn good in that movie. That was a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Maria Conchita Alazanzo was in there. I think she shows some booby in that movie. That was good shit right there. All right, phone number 775-357-FANS, arnieradio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler. Um, gold, you know, you know what? We're, we're, we're going to switch things up for you today. We're, I ain't going to make you wait for, the, for your music. Uh, it's your birthday. It's Roscoe's birthday. It's uh, Garrett's son's birthday as well, so... You, you asked for a couple group. You, you, you said Beastie Boys or ACDC or Bob Seger. How about we do...
three with that rap and me. My Been had a little horsey named Paul Revere. Just me and my horsey and a quart of beer. Riding across the land, kicking up sand. Sheriff Spicy's on my tail because I'm in demand. One lonely BCIP. All by myself without no botsy. The sun is beating down on my baseball hat. The air is getting hot. The beer is getting flat. Looking for a girl. I ran into a guy. His name is MCA.
back road Gold. I got two of them for you. I got ACDC and the Beastie Boys. Now, those were for you. The last one was for me. Because I, I saw this post today on uh, on Facebook. And it was funny because I saw one uh, either yesterday or the day before. Stop all that. And it was, these things happened on this day in history. And the one I saw a couple days ago was Forrest Gump was released. And I'll never forget, that was one of my first trips back to Texas. Because I had moved and I had been gone for like two years, two or three years. And uh, I came back and I wanted to visit Tommy. And I stayed with Tommy. And for most of the time, I stayed with Tommy. Um, And it it was a great trip. Went and saw Donnie, our friend Donnie. And he picked us up at the airport and hung out with Tommy and drank all week. It was fantastic. It 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 was a great trip. But I remember we went to go see Forrest Gump. We were all excited to see Forrest Gump on the day it came out. And we went. And I'll never, ever forget it. We're walking out of the movie theater. And Tommy walks by this line of people and he goes, Shit, man, I can't believe they killed Forrest Gump. So many people had this bummed out look on their face. Oh, it, it was it was fucking classic. It was so funny. But the thing that the the reason why I played David Lee Roth there, um, very interesting. Um, this day in history. All right, hold on. See, I got I got to do something here. I guess in this, I'm I'm sending this friend, another friend that was at the movies with us. I 
Oh, wait. Did I not save that? Oh, wait. Oh, I took a picture of it. That's what I did. Um, but what happened today was it was on this day in 1996. Or no, no, it was 1986. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. 1986, that record right there was released. Eat em and Smile by David Lee Roth. And uh, I'll never forget, I was in Missouri. I was visiting my, my former sisters. I'm not going to say God rest their souls because they're not actually dead. They're just dead to me. Um, I was visiting my sisters on summer vacation. Every year they'd send me up there to spend time with them for like a week. And boy, did I enjoy it. The only thing good about it was I got illegal fireworks. And I got to hang out with my brother Tom. So hanging out with Tom was good. The other one's not so much. And we, I, I was staying with, uh, with my sister Patty and her husband Jim. Now, I have a unique gift. Uh, 86, the year of my birth, a good year for sure. Eat em and Smile was the first cassette I bought when I was five. Yeah, I was like, I was about to be 15. And uh, so I'm up there, and I want to go to the record store, but everybody's at work. And and my brother-in-law, Jim, who's still married to Patty, I don't know how. You would think he was Irish because he could put up with anything, but he's Italian. His last name's got like four Z's in it. And it ends with an O. So you, you, you know he knows some people. But I have this unique ability to pick out one wigs on men. I can spot a wig on a man from 10 miles away. It's, a, it, it's my superpower. And then I also have this Dr. X mentality thing going where I can tell what kind of person you were in high school. By the way that you act now, I can tell what you were like in high school. Jim was a, probably an AV guy. Jim was not in the in crowd. Now, maybe Jim didn't get beat up all the time, but he was definitely a guy that wasn't a part of the the hip-happening culture. Definitely not a jock. But uh, he had this amazing stereo system. That was the one cool thing about Jim. Maybe Jim was in band because he was really into a lot of weird music, which is why my nephew's into a lot of shit music, like Fish. Um, but I'll never forget, I, I, I walked to a Target, and it, it, and it was on this day because I wanted to go there because I knew this album was coming out, and I was a big David Lee Roth fan. So I walked to a Target, and, and back then, you know, when I was 15, I, I, I could walk a little bit further than I can now, and it was probably about a two-mile, two- or three-mile round-trip walk. And I'll never forget, I bought a pair of Lee jeans, too. I don't know why I bought Lee jeans. But they had Lee jeans at sale at, at Target. So I bought a pair of Lee jeans and the Eat em and Smile CD. And I bought a CD. Well, no, no, I, I did not. I bought a cassette. Even though Jim had a CD player. And he was one of the first people I knew to have a CD player. I bought the cassette because I didn't have a CD player. I remember I got back to the house. Nobody was there. And I thought I was going to have the house for at least an hour or so. And like I said, he had he had one of them good. Like, all you older people are going to remember, like, getting the Sears catalog, getting Montgomery Ward catalog, and you went to the stereo page. And you saw all those fucking decks, the techniques, the J- JFKs or whatever they were. 
not JFK. But they, you had all these awesome fucking stereo things, and you always wanted to build your stereo. You know, you got dual cassette deck. You got a receiver for the radio, CD player, and then on top you have uh, the record player. And then you got two big, gigantic speakers that have like 16-inch wolfers on there. Well, Jim had all that shit. And I'll never forget, man. I, I fucking... And I had already loved Yankee Rose on that album, so I played that one. And I think Tobacco Road was like the second or third song. And I had their house rocking. I mean, it was loud in there. And then my sister came home. And let me tell you, whoo, did I get a scolding. Did I get a scolding from her? I don't know why I got a scolding from her. She's my sister. Not like she's my fucking mother. Why are you playing, why are you playing the music so loud? Oh, my God. I, I, I'm like, because it's good. It's David Lee Roth. You got to listen to it loud. She even called my dad. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. He's playing the music as loud as it can go. It, it was the first time I did it. It's the only time I did it. And I knew I did something right because my brother Tom thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Swoosh, you're a million percent right for you youngsters. The 80s was a better version than the 90s. Hold on a second here. We got to get uh, where, where that. You're goddamn right. Yes. Five disc CD player was the bomb. Oh, it was. And I will tell you this. Hand to God. True story here. When I first got hired full-time in radio, when I was Arnie the intern and then I was Arnie worked seven days a week, fucking 30 hours a day, which I didn't care. When I got my first big paycheck, well, not big, it was big to me. I got my first big paycheck. The first thing I went, JVC, that's the brand. I went out and I bought a JVC receiver and I bought a five-disc changer. That was the first purchase. And I already had decent speakers, but that was my first big purchase. And I was so proud. I had those things for 20 years. I wish I still had that. That was a great system. Dude, Yankee Rose was my go-to in my Jeep, and everyone heard it, yeah. Jesus, was she the pastor in Footloose? It seemed like it. My brother and I brought, bought our first car that year. It was a 5150 Edaman Smile and Hysteria on a constant repeat that whole summer. Oof. Boy, I tell you what, Scott, you can't go wrong with those. If you had to, if you had to cut one, if I had to cut one out, I'd cut Hysteria out. But yeah, 5150, great album, and Edaman Smile, I did love. Uh, back to the show we go after uh, all this uh, wonderful reminiscing of times in, in the past. Um, where in the hell did I just put that? I, I, I just literally put a song in the music beds. I, I, I'm not kidding. I, oh, there it is. Okay. Um, LOL, I had JVC, and I remember my sister had a Sony system, and she told me JVC stands for junk very cheap. My shit worked, man. I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely... And, and here's the thing about me that's never changed. Do you ever listen to Summer Nights and try to get that ugh when Sammy says, oh, I always get it. 
I remember uh, I, I was at the record store the day 5150 came out. I bought that at the Castellinda Sound, Sound Warehouse on Garland Road. Uh, I, I was there when that album first came. I mean, I, they were unpacking it, and I took one off the shelf. And I got to say that that was the first actual cassette I listened front to back, both sides. Instead of just going to my favorite songs, I listened to it all. I love the 5150. Look, I'm a David Lee Roth guy. But 5150 is one of my all-time favorite albums. It was so good. Um, or is that just me? My uncle always upgraded, so I got the one right behind the newest Sony with the tower radio dual deck with continuous play. That's awesome. I got mixtapes in my Nissan Ultima, 2,500-watt 2, amps for one sub for the highs and got noise pollution ticket from a cop shaking his car a 1,000 feet away. That's funny. Blew out my left eardrum, half deaf, but it was worth it. Uh, my sister had 15 and blew out someone's windows in her Dodge Neon. That's great. I never had, I, I never blew anybody's window. I had a loud system. I've always listened to music, and still to this day, if I'm driving alone, and, and sometimes Brad Kid will get in the truck after I drove, and she's like, God damn, you're rocking. I was like, yeah, I listen to music loud. But it started, and, and I, I will tell you when it started. A little story time here before I get back into the show. One of the first album I ever had, the first album that I owned outright that was mine, because my dad had a collection, and, and they, they bought me, like, Kiss records when I was a kid because I like Kiss. But the first record that I ever got, and I had these big old fucking headphones because my parents I, I had little small speakers on my first quote-unquote stereo that was an eight-track player and a, a, and a turntable. So I always ordered records because all I had was a turntable. And I'll never forget the first time that I put those headphones on, those big old clunky cans, and I turned them all the way up for this one. That album, that album, that that song, and then this song, which I already played today, got worn out. Just got absolutely worn out. I love those songs. And then my sister found out that I was a big music fan, and uh, this is back when she was still alive to me. The only thing that she ever got me that was halfway cool, and it was only halfway cool, well, she bought me this record, and, and, and I like this song, but it, 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 it's... Well, I listen to this one a lot, too. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's what, uh, that's what started my musical journey. Oh, man. But, yes, I've always listened to it loud. Uh, Stackhar says, yes, Braddy, you have to listen to Adele loud. God damn it, Stackhar. Jesus. All right, here we go. 
Hello. Yes, hello. It's me. Yes, I know it's you. I was wondering no, if after no, I don't all meet these you. years you'd like I have to, to get back to the show because we have to sing. Want to ring the bell? Oh, that ain't, that, that ain't, no, 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 no. That's not the right one. Is it under that one? Oh, that, here we go, here we go. This is the right one. How dare you? Greta Thunberg was arrested and charged with disobeying police during a June climate protest in southern Sweden. The 20-year-old, she's 20, and she still doesn't have a job? She refused police orders to leave the site of a protest in the southern city of Malmo on June 19th. She joined the protest organized by the environmental activist group Ta Tilbaka, Reclaim the Future. I can't do that. And they drug her little fucking rotten candy ass out of there. Police drug her out. And she could spend up to six months in a Swedish prison. Now, now let's not kid ourselves. The days of us looking forward to her trading a pack of Newports for some sexual favors is still a long way away. By the way, if it's a Sweden prison, I don't think Newports are going to be the cigarette of choice. If you don't understand why I'm laughing, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that comedy flew way over your head, but that shit's funny. Yeah, I have Newports. I don't want Newports. <laughs> oh, she was arrested, brought on charges. Oh, here, oh, here, oh, here we go. Here, here's her doing her little stupid chant. Quitting is where life gets real, really real. What? Quitting? So keep. There she is. There's Greta walking around. Hey, Greta, you're a dirty cunt. Fuck you. Keep it in the ground. Let's keep it in the ground. Lick my balls. Keep it in the ground. Let's keep it in the ground. Get a job. Keep it in the ground. Let's keep it in the ground. Make yourself useful. Shut up. Come on. I would say she would write letters from a Swedish jail like MLK did in jail, but that would be using paper and she can't do that, no? We all know Greta's someone's bitch in lockup. Those wooden shoes will do a number on her. I think they're more of a Virginia Slims crowd over there. Oh, that's just too funny. That right there is too funny. Uh, so, yes, yeah, she has been arrested. Uh, look, she she could face up to six months in, in a Swedish jail. I mean, how bad do you think Swedish jails? Are, are they as bad as, like, you know, Turkish prison? I mean, you're going to probably have meatballs at some point. Are y'all the ones that, like, like put all the, the pieces of IKEA into a box? Is that what you do? You know they're getting Toblerone at night. I thought they were going to chant, what, what, in the butt, what, what, in the butt. 
or say the ripping and the tearing, the ripping and the tearing. These people are protesting Jesus rising from the grave, fucking anti-Semites. She gets raped in jail and says, how dare you? I'll do the raping here. How dare you? It's like staying at a Ramada Inn. <laughs> There's turned down service of free continental breakfast every morning. Swiss Miss meatballs, chocolate, rough life in jail. I think that the prisons are where they make the wooden shoes. I've got a letter that I'm going to do in the next break asking me a question about me and Tommy and, and to tell a story. I, I feel today's Friday. I'm not going to bombard you with all the stories of the world today. I'm going to I'm going to have some fun and we're we're going to talk about this this letter uh, like I said at the beginning of the next break. But it it, it we're going to have some fun today. I was thinking about it this morning and I just started laughing when I thought about it. Um Oh, we have to talk about this because I, I have a new sound effect here. And, yes, I'm going to go to hell. Uh, if you're taking a drink right now, just be careful because the story is about Ocean Gate. And Ocean Gate has suspended all exploration. Ocean Gate has indefinitely suspended all their commercial operations following the catastrophic failure of Titan Sub in June. They made the announcement on their website. Ocean Gate has suspended all exploration and commercial operations, the announcement read. Well, no shit. I mean, I mean, seriously. How dumb. How fucking dumb would you have to be? To go on one of these fucking subs... After it just crashed. This ain't... Da, 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 da. Before anybody brings up air travel. No, no, no. We're talking about five people. Five people at a time. What was this going down? Like four or five times? So like 20 people? Okay, nothing damn water. So, oh, looky there! Well, I freaking die! Uh, well, finally made it in. Work be trying to limit my ass on Friday. That blows. Amen. Glad you're here, Straight Fire. Stackar says, God damn it, I was wanting to go on that sub for my birthday in two weeks. Oh, crap. Crap, I missed a call. Hold on a second. I got to make a phone call. Oh. Damn it to hell. I got to call my doctor's office. No, nothing's wrong with me. Here, enjoy the Rolling Stones. If you stop me up, if you stop me up, I never stop. If you stop me up, if you stop me up, I never stop. I've been running hot, you got me licking, I don't know my job. Yeah. 
I appreciate that. Sorry, I had to make sure I get all my good pharmaceutical stuff so I can sleep and my legs don't shake crazily. Uh, I hear the subride is explosive. The playlist for the funeral will include Under the Sea, The Ocean Song, Special Holographic Presentation by JFK Jr. and Christina McAuliffe, and a PSA about being a helicopter parent by Kobe Bryant. Well, we got we got to remember, there, there's got to be another song on there. I mean, I, here it is. Disappear like Banksy from ocean to ocean. ocean, to ocean. I'm something that you got to see. This is, you know what? I think I know what happened. Yes, I am 305 till I die. You know what happened? I th- this is this is a rumor going around, and I don't, I, I can't substantiate any of this rumor. But I hear that the playlist on the sub they were an hour and 45 minutes in. And the problem was is that that song right there, the, the Pitbull Africa song, got stuck. And one of the people on board, they just poked a hole on the side. They said, we can't take it. Don't forget LL Cool J's Deepest Blue. My hand is like a shark's fin. <laughs> so there you go. Yes, the Ocean Gate people, they are, uh, they, they are closing down shop for a while. I think that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> I mean, did it really take, did it really almost take three weeks for them to say, we're not going to be doing anymore for a while? Oh, and people are still indignant. I guess that, remember the uh, the story we did about Subway a few days ago where they put on their, on their, <laughs> on their billboard, our subs don't implode? I guess the corporation is getting all kinds of shit from people on that. Why can't people just have a sense of humor anymore? Oh, because people's lives were lost. We've lost. We here's the truth of the matter. Okay, we have laughed at death our entire our entire being. Death is horrible, but death is a part of life. Okay. It's like when your significant other stubs the shit out of their toe. You laugh. A part of you, there is a part of you that that chuckles. And I'm here to tell you, it's okay. When you see a kid crash his bike on the street, to me, there's nothing better. Because comedy involves pain once again. I haven't told this story in a while. One of my all-time favorite moments ever being alive. And it was one of the funniest things I ever saw. It was so natural. It was at the Target in Roseville on Douglas. Okay? And I walk in. And you get that 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 whiff of uh, of air conditioning and Target smell, because every store has their own smell. Target has their own smell. Walmart has a smell. Kmart used to always smell like caramel corn. You all know what I'm talking about, right? Sears smelled old, because that's what that's what shop there was. Old people and old people stink. 
But I'll never forget, I walk into Target, and I see a mom who's on her knee, and she's talking to her young child. Kid's probably three or four, and they have a sibling, a brother there. I don't know if they were, you know, if they, if they what their pronouns are, because that was a long time ago before all that bullshit started. But out of nowhere, this six-year-old, the older one, he reaches back. And he brings a right cross, as Jim Ross would say, from hell. He killed him. He hit his little brother so hard in the face. And the look on the mom was, I I mean, this kid threw a devastating right. I wanted to go, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. But as soon as the kid hit the other kid, the the other kid started crying, and the mom was just like, the look on her face was in sheer terror, and I just started laughing. And then I got a look from the mom, and I just kept walking. But that was the funniest thing I ever saw, and and what did it involve? It involved pain. I'll still scuba dive, and if David uh, Attenborough calls me to go research the deep ocean and actual research vessel that's built to dive, hell yes, I'm going. All right. Mervin smelt like a cardboard in, ta- in tears. <laughs> it's kind of like what Coles smells like today. Is Coles the modern-day Mervins? Inquiring minds want to know. Doesn't it remind you of Mervyn's? Didn't did Coles just come into all the old Mervyn's and just move their shit in? I mean, it's the same thing. Y'all haven't even thought about that, have you? See, this is the way my brain my brain thinks about weird shit all the time. You walk into a Coles, you feel like you're at Mervyn's in 1987. Uriah says it's exactly like Mervyn's. The only thing, it's not, it doesn't have Bugle Boy jeans. I tell you right now, if Cole started selling Bugle Boy jeans, I'd be back there fucking buying. I'd try to lose weight so I could fit in some of that shit. I had to go to Cole's yesterday to return an Amazon package, and it was a ghost town in there. Yes, they just needed the Black Hills Gold Collection. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, and, 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 the funny thing is, is that, like, I had I went, I went to Mer- uh, Kohl's the other day. I was looking for a pan. I found it. I ordered it. Uh, I've got my egg poaching pan coming. And we saw that it, it was on sale at, at Kohl's, but only online. Of course, they aren't going to have it at the store, so we're in there. But it made me think about when Mervyn's, you know, Mervyn's had their 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 kids section, their young, young people section. Then they had the men's section, the women, the shitty jewelry. The awful cologne that for some reason they they kept in glass, even though it was shitty cologne. Boy, if you want if you want gray flannel, go to Kohl's. Did you ever wear Z coverage? I did not. I wanted to, but they were too expensive. I think you got it pretty close. I think it was the Cavaricis. I think they the it was I S, not I E S. But you're close enough. Never did wear Cavaricis. Too expensive, and they didn't have my size. See, I, I had to wear grown man pants. I was a tad bit on the fat side. And Mama and Daddy were not going to pay 75 to $80 for a pair of pants that I was in. 
No, 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 no. We're going to spend about $14 on a pair of tough skins for you. If not, we'll get you some Bugle Boys for $17.99. We always sprayed each other walking through the perfume area. But yeah, I didn't have I didn't I didn't have Jerbo jeans because that was a popular brand. Jerbo. I had Levi's and a Wrangler in high school. That's what I wore. It's funny now to go out and look how much Wranglers are. I can't believe that Wranglers are charging fifty dollars for a pair of jeans. They're Wranglers. Ain't no fifty dollar jean. I, I I get confused on a lot of stuff. I know I'm, I'm breaking all all rules today. I'm just talking because I'm I'm in, I'm in a talky mood. There's a lot of things I don't understand about the world. Maybe y'all can help me with some things. First of all, before we tackle this gene issue, I bought my first pair of Wayfair twos at Mervin's. Oh, I used to. Uh, I used to take Wayfarers from Lens Crafters. You wear a pair of sweatpants in there, you throw them into the bottom, no loss prevention. Miller's Outpost had Lee, but Miller's Outpost also had Levi's. I like Miller's Outpost. And they, they sold men's stuff there too, so I could get it. Um, but. Okay, so let me use the Coliseum for a point of reference. The Oakland Alameda Coliseum or McAfee Stadium or whatever the fuck it's called. It's been around since the 70s, right? Now, the A's aren't going to play there anymore after next season or the season after whenever they move to Vegas. But you know when you go to an A's game and you bought your tickets – and you have to drive to the game to go to the game, and then you have to park in their parking lot where it costs anywhere between $20 and $40. $20 and $40. Now, what happened? That, that, that parking lot has not improved since the day it opened when it was like 2 or $3 to park there. You see what I'm saying? It hasn't gotten any better, so why am I paying 10 times the amount? No, because you have to, obviously, because you have to. And the same goes for jeans. Wranglers have made their jeans the same way for the last, I don't know, 100 years. Yet, when I was in school, Wranglers were cheap. Because Wranglers were the bumpkin jeans, if you will. They're tough to break in. Boy, but starched up, nothing looks better. A pair of brand new Wranglers all starched up. Boy, you got a starched up shirt. Wearing a, 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 a beautiful black felt cowboy hat. Boy, you got it going on. Big old belt buckle. Pair of ostrich skin boots. That right there, that is, that, that's GQ at its finest. But there ain't no way Wrangler jeans are worth $80. And they, they got some that, are, that cost like $80. I'm like, y'all are Wrangler, man. We would go into Gotchucks with an empty drink cup and put gloves in the cup and walk out. There you go. Inflating the cost of dyes, materials, increasing profit margins. That's all it is. I mean, it's crazy. It's insanity. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to save these. These are too good to get rid of. 
Uh, Got to talk to you Californians. Um, just to let you know, um, Texas is closed. Texas is uh, officially closed. And uh, if you don't believe me, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Real, when you drive in. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. Yeah, yeah it's a longhorn, actually, sir. The number of Americans moving from California to Texas has doubled in the last 10 years. California's, California lost 111,000 residents last year alone, more than 300 people a day, where big homes in Texas can go for $282,000 or less. But they don't tell you is the property tax will fuck you. Um... The reason why I bring this story up is for this reason alone here. You know, we've talked recently about how can you vote for the current administration when they won't define what a woman is. I ask women, how can you vote for that administration when they don't even have your back? How could anybody ever vote for Gavin Newsom again? Gavin Newsom is the only governor in California history. Now, I want you to think about that. He is the only governor in California history that has lost residents. California used to be the beckoning. I, I mean, I, it, it, that's where everybody went. Fuck, I ended up there. But everybody wanted to go to California. Everybody wants to see the ocean. Everybody's going, and now people are fucking bolting. I'd like to see what other states. Now, a lot of these idiots are moving to Austin, which is why Austin is ruined. Um, Austin, Houston, and Dallas. Please stop. Just, just stop. Um, Jesus. In two years, California has almost lost 500,000 residents. Half a million residents they've lost. Now, that ain't all to Texas. A lot of people are moving to Tennessee. They're moving to where these places are cheap. Idaho. And, yes, a lot of those Californians are ruining it. But I don't understand how anybody could say, oh, yeah, I trust that guy. Because people are moving out of the state because of that guy. And he wants to be president. Are you kidding? Are we going to have a mass exodus of Americans in? Cowboys Girl says, uh, I don't understand why anyone voted for him. Alicia says he literally ruined this state, but all the assholes that vote blue, no matter who, are to blame for keeping him in, yeah? Wright says, I've seen so many California plates here. Oh, when when we first moved, when when we moved back, when I moved back and Braddy Kid moved, we had our license plate changed within like two days. I did not want to have California plates here in Texas. Why are we voting for him? Ooh, 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 Mr. Cotter, because they're easily led autom- automaton matons who think virtue signaling is more important than reality. 
Slim Roy says, I didn't vote for him. My family has been in uh, Cali for six generations, but I want to leave so bad. It is. I don't blame you. California's population is probably the same deal with all the goddamn illegals flooding in. No, they'll count them soon. He'll he'll take credit for it. All of our new residents. I, I want him to do a speech where he talks about the new residents. Once again, this is where we need somebody to call out like they did with Joe Biden. Hey, Joe, is that cocaine yours? Hey, Gavin, are you counting the illegals now? The minute we got residency here in New Mexico, even if it was a temporary apartment, I bolted the motor vehicle department to get a new license plate and driver's license. So did we. And we moved during COVID to where we had to wait. Braddy Kid was lucky. She got an early appointment. She she went to a DMV because the DMVs were shut down tight. And like the the we we moved here in August. The first the first appointment we could get was January. I was like, fuck. She got her license a lot earlier. I got mine in January. Oh. Blake and I are closing in on the cusp of making those plans to move. And that, you know what? This is this is the part that sucks. There are Californians who are good Californians. California is a great state. I'm not going to take anything away from the state um, and the people. I have met so many. Uh, most of the ass family is, is, is California-based. I had the most success in my career in California. I have nothing bad to say about the people of California. The politics of California is absolutely just a travesty. California was a great place to live. You got all four seasons there. Sacramento, especially, you were an hour away from, from from skiing. When it was decent, San Francisco was only a, an hour and a half away. Reno's two hours away. It was a great place to be. And you had those locations because there was nothing to do in Sacramento unless there was a Kings game. Unless you wanted to go to the Railroad Museum, and then you can only go to that so many times. But it was still good to live there. The people, especially Northern California. I, I never lived in Southern California, and I would imagine that my view would be askew if I did. But the people in Northern California were solid rock of the... I just, they, 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 they were salt of the earth people. Still are. It's just a shame that San Francisco and L.A. run the entire state. Rumi says, I'm leaving as soon as Grandma dies. Well, there you go. Uh, we had to wait three months and sport our Washington plates that entire time. It's okay in Oklahoma. They don't know what wah was. They thought you were from China. Hey, look at that Chinese license plate over there. It says wah. They don't look Chinese. Well, they're probably from the southern part. Alicia, just don't spread your leftist ideology wherever you go. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about is her and her leftist ideology. Now, usually I save this for the last segment of the day, but we, like I said, we got story time. We got maybe a, a couple funny stories, too, also. Um, but I, I, I can't do a Friday show and, and not mention this state. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. 
I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. This sucks because my computer is fucking slow as shit today. What the hell, man? Let's try that again. Come on up now. All right, this is a story about a kid in Florida. Now, I've told you, because we did a story yesterday out of Florida that the currents are killing people. Last week, we talked about dirt just ruining a gal's face. Now, some brain-eating amoeba that some kid went swimming, and a brain-eating amoeba got into his ear hole and went up there and ate his brain. Now, the kid can function. It, 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 like, the death rate is like 97% when it comes to this. It, oh, it, 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 it's horrible. This it, And I'm just remembering all this. I don't have the story in front of me. But I, there's a caveat here. There's a caveat here. I think this did him a favor. See, now, now he's kind of like, he's, he, he can only communicate by blinking. You, you know, he, the, the worm ate part of his brain, so of course he's going to be fucked up. I think that's going to save him from a lot of trouble. I mean, think about it. He's going to just be a regular, just a blinky person that, that, that doesn't get into trouble like other Floridians do. So maybe he dodged a bullet. I mean, maybe not because a, brain, a brain-eating amoeba is not good. Well, he says, got to bounce ass, fam. Have a great weekend, you two. Listening to this in Walmart, my earphones came unplugged right when you said that about Wa in Chinese in Oklahoma. People turned and looked at me. Well, yeah, they're like, yeah, that guy's right. The Wa is Chinese. Konichiwa. <laughs> You're lucky that somebody doesn't go, hey, hey, Chinese person, you got this record? From Time Life Music comes a -a one-of-a-kind Rat Pack collection, their most bigoted songs. All your favorite once-acceptable hits like Dean Martin singing Chinaman's Chants. And Mr. Chinaman say in his Chinaman way a ding a ling a ching a chong a ching a chong choo. I will, uh, let me just say this right now. I guarantee that song right there is on a Waffle House jukebox in Oklahoma somewhere. Promise you that. Okay. We're going to take a break. We come back. I got uh, I had a listener wanted to ask me a question about something, so I, I, I got to take it, and uh, we'll be back, and we'll do that next. Nick a rickin' and I am, but this thing's going on with me mad down to the core. I have to work like a dog to make ends meet. There's crooked politicians and crime in the street, and I'm mattering to hell, and I ain't gonna take it no more. 
Tell our kids just say no And then some panty-waist judge lets a drug dealer go He slaps him on the wrist and he turns it back out on the town But if I had my way with people selling dope I'd take a big tall tree and a short piece of rope I'd hang them up behind and let them swing till the sun goes down Well, you know what's wrong with the world today People done gone, put their Bibles away They're living by the law of the jungle, not the law of the land Well, the good book says it, so I know it's the truth An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth You better watch where you go and remember where you've been That's the way I see it, I'm a simple But if I catch somebody breaking in my house I got a 12-gauge shotgun waiting on the other side So don't go pushing me against my will I don't want to have to fight you but a darn show will If you don't want trouble then you better just pass me on As far as I'm concerned there ain't no excuse For the raping and the killing and the child abuse I got a way to put an end to all that mess You just take them rascals out in the swamp I put them on their knees and tie them to a stump Let the rattlers and the bugs and the alligators do the rest Well, you know what's wrong with the world today People done gone put their Bibles away They're living by the law of the jungle, not the law of the land
Charlie Daniels and Hank Jr. I heard that song the other day in the truck. I was like, ooh, I need to play that one on the show. Love Whiskey Benton Hellbound. Um, I told you I had a, a letter here, uh, an email. And um, all emails brought to you by Jazz Floors. Best flooring store in the West. The rest, uh, Jesus, come on. They, they, they like to sexually experiment on prairie dogs. Come on. I, 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 my friend Jesse does it. Give him a call, 775-267-4123. Now, this mail, uh, I could have saved it for the next time Tommy was on, but oh, what let's do it, shall we? Morning. Just real quick. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Wait a second. Stackard just sent a link. Hold on. Let's see what this is. Dennis Rodman gets a face tattoo, uh, a tattoo on his face of his girlfriend. What a fucking idiot. Jesus Christ, he's dumb. Thank you, Stackar. Appreciate that. Uh, this is from Heather. It says, hey, Arnie. I love it when Tommy is on the show. Can you give us the origin story of how you and he became friends and how it lasted so long? And maybe next time he's on, you can do some old stories from the water park. Absolutely. Tommy has two of my all-time favorite stories, and he's told one on the show, but the other one he's, he's had to clean up. But I want him to tell the unedited version the next time he's on. I don't know if he'll do it or not. Uh, the origin story of me and Tommy. Uh, it was the first day of school, my sophomore year in high school. And uh, I was going to South Garland. I had gone to Brian Adams the year before. Because my parents, we moved from Garland to Dallas for like a couple years. So I was in Dallas schools, and then I moved back to Garland. And uh, 
it didn't happen until fifth period English. And we had this great teacher named Miss Hip. Miss Hip could whistle through her nose. And Miss Miss Hip was a fun teacher to have, boy, but she was strict on the dress code. She'd make guys go down and shave all the time. I, I, I thank God that I was a late bloomer when it came to shaving. Because Miss Hip, I think she sent Tommy down once, too. And I was like, for what? But uh, Tommy and I met in, in Miss Hip's class. And the first time, the, our first, like, meeting meeting, we didn't really meet. He just kind of stared at me because I had that long, that tall, flat-top haircut. And that kind of stood out in South Garland. And I know there were a bunch of people that were making fun of the haircut and stuff like that, and that's fine. I don't care. But uh, it was uh, the, the, the first Friday, my haircut, I mean, it was fucking tall, it was bleached blonde, looked awesome. Had butch wax in there. I mean, it it stood straight up. And uh, I'll never ever forget Mr. Horn, our vice one of our one of our three vice principals we had, Mr. Horn. He yelled across the cafeteria. I had just walked into the cafeteria, and this this man, Mr. Horn, kind of looked like a. You know, Vincent uh, D'Afreso, the, the guy who played uh, uh, Gomer Pyle in Full Metal Jacket. Well, he looked like the later version, the, the, uh, the Law and Order version of him. The much later Law and Order version of him. Wait a second. Hold on. I, I, I got to give you the right music. If I'm going to say Law and do I not have the Law and Order bed in here anymore? You got to be kidding. No, there it is. There it is. Yeah. That's what Mr. Horn looked like. I'm trying to paint the picture for you. And Mr. Orange stood up at the where, the where the faculty sat and ate lunch, and he goes, Mr. States! And, I mean, his, his, he, had a, he had a pretty big voice. And everybody. Oh, it was, it was the Dolph Lundgren haircut. Swoosh, I, I promise you that. That's what it was based after. It was a flat top that I let grow high. And, uh... Mr. Horner, Mr. States. And this was a particularly good haircut that I had this time because, I mean, it was beautiful. And I had to go over there. I couldn't get in line for the plate lunch. So I had to go over there. And uh, he put his arm on, uh, his hand on my shoulder. He had big-ass fucking hands. He goes, uh, son, you're going to need to get that hair uh, in control or you don't need to come back to school here. I said, yes, sir. Now, later that day, I went home and told my dad. My dad promptly took me to the where we used to. I I told you that I grew up not that well off. We 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 weren't we weren't dirt poor. We weren't homeless or anything like that. But I would get my hair cut at the Texas Barber College. If you got a buzz cut, it cost a dollar. A flat cut, a flat top cost two fifty. I want to get my haircut like every two weeks. He's like, no, that's two fifty. No, going to Supercuts was out of the question. Supercuts was eight dollars, and we promptly went to the barber college after school that Friday, and I got my haircut. But 
before that, the ever <laughs> opportune Tommy. We were leaving Miss Hip's class. Bell had rung. We were leaving for the day. And uh, Tommy comes up to me and goes, hey, man, hey, hey, what what did they say to you? <laughs> and I didn't really know him yet. This is the first week of school. He's like, uh, hey, man, hey, hey, what did what, what, they tell you? I said, well, they, they're going to make, oh, man, that's bullshit. He's like, I'm Tommy, by the way. I was like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Arnie. By the way, I still know Tommy's phone number by heart, his old house phone number. So that's where it started in Miss Hip's class, and I knew it was about about two months later. Tommy and I were we were sophomores, so we were he didn't work at the water park yet. And I worked at the water park, so I had a little bit of credibility at school, you know, new school. Uh, but 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 I worked at the water park, so I had some good ends. Tommy also used that to his advantage because he ended up working at the water park. But uh it was a day, it was Chili Dog Day. I'll never, ever forget this. <laughs> as long as, this is the moment I knew that Tommy would be in my lifeboat forever. We're sitting there, and, and Miss Hip made Tommy sit in the front of class. Because Tommy one time asked her if, she was, if it was true that she was a female wrestler. Whole class just died laughing, right? Tom, I, I always say Tommy's funnier than I am. But uh, it was Chili Dog Day, and this girl that was sitting next to Tommy in front of Miss Hip's desk, we were supposed to be, I guess, reading something, and all of a sudden, or, or we were doing a, a loud reading, and she raises her hand, and she's like, Miss Hip, can I go to the, and she just spewed. I mean, she barfed, like, they, it was like the barf-a-rama. Chili Dog parts are coming out. And this is back when we had those desks that were all one piece. They had the, you could put your books underneath it. And if you moved it, you have to pick it up. Tommy picked up that fucking desk. He was still in it. And he maneuvered it all the way over. He's like, oh, man, that's gross, man. Come on. Needless to say, I was on the floor laughing at that point because Tommy moved that. Miss Hip got mad at him. And I knew that moment right there. Tommy and I were going to be friends forever because that was one of the funniest things I ever saw. And throughout the school year, I, I'll never forget the first time I, I, I called Tommy's house. You can go out and drink or do something. And I called his house. And Tommy's parents are salt of the earth people. And I, I'm very upset at myself, and Brad is mad at me too because I have not gone to see them since I moved back. And I, I, Tommy's parents are, Tommy's dad, I can see where Tommy gets his wildness from because I imagine Tommy's dad was pretty wild in high school and then he, he cleaned his act up in the, in the Navy because he's a Navy man. And Tommy's dad wasn't like, a, Tommy's dad was kind of like Jeff Foxworthy when it comes to comedians where you, 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 you want a Bernie Mac but you get Jeff Foxworthy. But he wasn't funny. Mr. Little was never funny. But I'll never forget, I called his house, and his mom answered. His mom answered, I said, is Tommy there? Now, my voice was has always been high and shitty, and I think it's a terrible radio voice. And she goes, uh, are you wanting to speak to Big T or Little T? 
And I remember going, I'd like to speak to the one that goes to South Garland. <laughs> she goes, oh, you want little tea? Hold on a second. Now, Tommy's parents, his dad's about six, he's probably about six one, six two maybe, at the, at the, at the tallest. Tommy's mom is four foot seven. I'm not kidding. She's she's somewhere around there. She's a little bitty gal, but she uh, she rules the roost. I was always afraid of her. Tommy's dad was cool, but <laughs> Tommy's dad it, Tommy's dad kind of turned a blind eye to things. And then when he found out, he kind of got mad, but didn't really get mad mad. Did she puke because of the chili dogs or Tommy fart on her? I believe it was the the chili dogs. I do not have any authority that he farted on her at that time. But uh, but <laughs> Tommy and I would go on to like hang out, and then he got the job at Wet and Wild, and that's when our our friendship grew even more. Like I said, I, I would take a bullet for this man. Um, and you ask how our friendship survived so long. I can say it's it's one word. Acceptance. Tommy and I accept each other pretty much for everything we are and the flaws. I remember I called Tommy after my suicide attempt, and he was upset with me, but he, he was also very worried about his friend. And that meant the world to me. He mean he mean he means so much to me. Um, the only time there was ever maybe a slight—I don't even want to call it a rift. So in high school, I didn't go to a lot of the dances. In my senior year, I went to two dances. Those are the only two dances I ever went to in high school. First one was homecoming. Because my senior year, I, I won the Miss Homely Coming Queen contest when I dressed up like a woman. Yes, I, I was transitioning way back then. And I got in trouble. I, re- I won the contest because they asked the question, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Once again, Mr. Horn comes into play here. <laughs> because Mr. Horn and I had a very complicated relationship. So we we have a pep rally, right? And the entire student body is there. So I have got I have got an audience. And I'm dressed up and they've given me these big fucking fake soccer ball boobs. I'm I mean I've got makeup on. And when they asked me and, and we were right by the football team, so I had this kind of planned out in my head what I was going to do. They asked me, what would you do for a Klondike bar? And I said, anything Mr. Klondike wanted. <laughs> and then I ran towards the football team, and I went to our best player, a guy named Brent. We all called him D'Lo. That was part of his last name. And and Dilo went he went he was the only kid in our school who went Division One right out of high school played at Louisiana Tech. He was he was a man. Like you know in high school when you when you when you have the high school boys as freshmen, 
senior year, Brent, Brent was a man. Brent was a man our sophomore year. During the summer, he'd always grow like a Fu Manchu mustache. And I ran up to Brent, and I kissed him on the cheek with my makeup. And, and, and he just had this sour look on his face, but he wanted to laugh, but he knew he couldn't. Oh, yeah. Got in trouble for that answer. The other time, the other time Mr. Horn called me to his office. This is my junior year. I hope these stories aren't boring. If these stories are boring to you, you just let me know and I'll stop. Um, it was a basketball game at Garland High School. And Tommy, for some reason, Tommy and I would go to all the basketball games. We were the original bleacher creatures. And usually the front row was reserved for seniors. Well, our junior year, we took that shit over. We had the front row. We had courtside seats junior and senior year. Look, look, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit this. I was a face painter in high school. Oh, yeah. I would go to basketball games with my face painted. And uh, we went to a basketball game. It was an important game. It was Garland against South Garland. Garland had a decent team. South had a real good team. My, our team was real good. And we had to go play at Garland High School. And Garland High School is the oldest high school in Garland. And in, in at the time, before they switched it over to a fucking, you know, a, a, one of them special charter-type schools, it was a ghetto school. It, it, it was the hood school, okay? Now, I did not take part in this because this came from the back, and I always sat up front. When Garland's drill team came out, people were throwing pennies at them because they were cheap hookers. That was not me. No, what I did was far more important. It was my junior year because I remember this guy named Shea was on our basketball team, and he was a senior. He was a year ahead of us. He loved the fans. He, he, and a guy from Garland got a breakaway. And he was charging down the court, and Shea came out of nowhere and fouled the living shit out of him. I mean, it was it was flagrant. It was fucking awful. He took his legs out. The kid went down, and you heard a big, gigantic thud when his head hit the— When his head hit and that thud rang out, hand to God, I stood up, and the entire South Garland student body stood up behind me and we counted that kid out to 10. And I even did the, you're out, the, the safe sign in, in, in baseball, but out in boxing. Yep, got called down to Mr. Horn's office the next day on that one. Now, I was blamed for the pennies, and I was like, no, sir, that was not me. I did not throw any pennies. I did not. He goes, okay, well, what about when you counted that young man out? What if he could have been seriously hurt? You don't know what to say. Well, I didn't think of that, you know. Yeah, I got a couple of detentions for that. But now, going to the rift that almost happened. Well, well, before I get before I get to the rift, let, let, let me let me because the rift is there, there was no rift. I'll just do the rift and I'll do this other story about Tom. Or someone I know. Um, I got nominated my senior year for Colonel Ball. Now, I didn't go to prom. I had a party instead of prom. 
where I loaded the bathtub full of beer, and then I ended up passing out at 9 o'clock at night. Fantastic party. Because I started drinking at 3. And I was drinking Jack Daniels, and I was doing beer bongs. I tell you what, man, if I should have... I. I should have sold beer bongs. I I had I had like the Midas touch when it came to a beer bong. Like you get a four foot long, clear plastic hose, rubber hose or whatever, plastic. You buy the biggest funnel you can get, and you get a couple of them deals that you you, you tie it around there, and then you you use a screwdriver to tighten them up because we didn't want to put glue on there because we didn't want glue getting in with the beer. Looking back, that would have probably been even better, but. I digress. And I always got them at the same hardware store that was right down the street from my house. And they knew what I was making. And I would make those all the time. But, um, so I got nominated for most Colonel Spirit. Stupid ass award. Colonel Ball was like the award ceremony for the school. And it was a formal, so I had to rent a tux and all this kind of bullshit. And if you're nominated, you got to go. Well, I got nominated. I didn't win, and I should have won. God rest his soul, Popcorn Nehemiah McCain. Yes, I did know a man named Popcorn in high school. That is not a joke whatsoever. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Yeah, Popcorn was not. Popcorn was a good dude, but he shouldn't have won most Colonel Spirit. I should have. He never showed up at a baseball game. I was there. So um, I got nominated, and I needed a date. Because I didn't want to go to Colonel Ball by myself. I wasn't going to take my mom, for Christ's sake. She was so out of my league anyway. She had turned me down. Um, and so I, I, I even went to Tommy first. I said, hey, man, I need a date to uh, Colonel Ball. Uh, I was going to ask your sister. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, I just, need, I, I just I need to show up with somebody. I said, now, Tommy's sister is about four foot eight. She's about an inch taller than her mama. And Tommy's sister in high school sounded like she started smoking Camel unfiltered at the age of three. She had a real raspy voice. And same drawl as everything as Tommy. Holy shit, man. But her voice is so much deeper. I remember I went up to her, and uh, I I asked her to go, and she's like, well, okay, here, okay. So we went to Colonel Ball. I lost. We took a picture, did all that kind of stuff. Took her to eat at Steak and Ale. Had a lovely meal. I believe she had the filet. I had T-bone probably because I was dumb then. And then after dinner, I was like, well, all right, I'm going to take you home. I had her home by 10 o'clock. I think we might have had a peck, but there was no way I was going to date Tommy's sister. There's just no way. No way I'd date Tommy's sister. But I think one of my, one of my favorite things about Tommy and the whole acceptance thing Raspberry Raw, did she say, I reckon I could eat supper? It was. Not quite in, well, you know, that's a fair question. All right, then. I want to be baptized. I kind of want something other day. Oh, I reckon I wouldn't mind having a little supper. You know, back then in 19, in, in 1990, maybe. 
They turned me loose in the nervous hospital. Said I was well. Mm-hmm. She didn't do the mm-hmm. She didn't do that. Um, but one of my favorite things that, that ever happened to us is that Tommy and I share the same sense of humor. And and that's one of the, the key things for me and, and friends that I have is that I, I, I don't want to be told, oh, you got to be nice. I, I, I don't want that. This is how I'm dealing with that situation is with comedy, and I'm trying to make other people laugh as well as I'm laughing. And And Tommy got that. And Tommy got the, you know... <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of drunk stories I have with Tommy, but this one was this is this is the tenacity of Tommy. Um, we were over at our boy Steve Server's house, and I'm picturing more like Marge. Yeah, oh, uh, like like oh yes, Marge's sisters, Thelma and Patty. You put a Southern accent on one of them, yes, hundred percent. So our boy Steve, whose granddaddy started this big car dealership on a main passageway, so they 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 were pretty well to do. And growing up in Garland, there wasn't a lot to do if parents weren't out of town. If parents were out of town, somebody was having a party. If not, we would go down to the boat docks because we were stupid kids. All this, all the boat docks are are places where you can launch your boats. They aren't like actual docks. It's just like a ramp area and parking lot. And we would go down there and drink. But if it, if it got too busy, people would complain of all the traffic. And like one night, there was like a hundred of us down there, and we're all just drinking, right? We're just having a good time. And all of a sudden, we look up, and, and we can see the road that leads to the boat docks. And we see like five Garland cops with their lights on. And everybody just starts fighting. We're not going to beat them out. Now, I'm hammered at the time, and I'm not proud of this. Please forgive me. I drove because I was stupid in high school. But the cops headed us off the pass, and they were checking all the cars. And I'll never forget, I got in the car after drinking a beer, and I, I took a can of Copenhagen, and I just threw it all in my mouth because I wanted to get the no beer smell in there at all. Even though there's still going to be beer smell in there because I'm a stupid kid. Cops let us go, though. But, uh, so if we didn't have that, then we could always rely on going over to Serb's house. Because Serb's mom would let him drink and do all kinds of stuff. And Serb was always putting, you know, car stereos in things. And and, and we were over there one night, and, and Serb was bitching because... Serb was the guy we always signed up for the military. Hey, Garrett, Garrett's son, find a guy in your class, he's 14, and whenever the military shows up at your school recruiting, sign his name up because they'll get endless calls. And Serb would always bitch, man, who the fuck signed me up for the goddamn Coast Guard, man? They called me like four times last night, and we'd all be on the ground laughing. So Tommy got this job at this place. I don't remember what the name. It was like Hollywood Video or something. Maybe not. It wasn't Hollywood. But it was it, that's Entertainment or something like that. And this store was this store was amazing. They had video games for sale. All the new video games for sale. 
They had music and they had m- movies. Like they sold everything. This this was Best Buy without the appliances. And it was in South Garland. And they hired mainly people from South Garland. Now, I never applied there. I don't know why. I wish I would have, but I didn't. People very close to me did apply there and actually got jobs there. Now, the one thing about That's Entertainment or whatever the fuck it was called, (laughs) they did not have a, a tight grasp on loss prevention. Meaning, if I needed something, I would ask one of my many friends that worked there, hey, can you get me this? And they're like, oh, yeah, just give me a couple bucks. You give them like five bucks and you get like 20 CDs. It was like the, the second version of Columbia House. I know that there was someone that got an entire Nintendo video game system from there that will remain nameless. Then one night we're over at Serbs. And uh, one of the people that worked at this store, who will remain nameless, even though we've mentioned the name many times this morning, says, uh, hey, man, uh, I'm going to go get some stuff over there, man. Uh, that, that, that's entertainment. Y- y'all want anything? I was like, well, you know, give me, you know, we all put our orders in, if you will. And then like an hour later, this person comes back. And this person only got one cassette of Clint Black's Killing Time. And this is right when it came out. Oh, let's see. The, the, this one, and, and I, uh, Clint Black is one of my favorite. I love Clint Black. Um, and honestly, I, I don't play this song enough on the show, but this is such a good song. <laughs> I wanted that cassette. And this person, who will remain nameless, because I I, I don't want to, you know, put this person in any jeopardy. Holy shit! Shows back over at Serb, and he's got like, you know, Motley Crue's Decade of Decadence. I was like, ooh, I'll take that one. And and there was a bunch. And, uh, I, I grabbed the, the Clint Black cassette. And this person's like, uh, man, that, that one's for me, man. I, I, I'm getting that one for a chick, dude. I was like, all right, no problem. And he that person left again for some reason and left the whole bag of goodies there. And I was like, well, uh, it's time to go. I'm taking the Clint Black cassette. I took it and I listened to it. And I kid you not, the next day, I'm sitting in my room listening to this cassette. And it's about noon. And there's a ring on my door. Now, I'm not ready for anybody to come over. I'm not ready for a pop-up, pop-in. And sure enough, it was that person. And they're like, holy shit, Uh, I need that cassette, man. I got to give it to this chick. I said, oh, okay, hold on a second. And I took it out of my tape player. I put it back in the casing, and I gave it to him. He goes, 
Oh man, it's open. Now, as I as I'm looking at him, I notice that his entire family is sitting in the car behind him. I I don't know if they were headed to church or if they were headed someplace where this gal was going to be, but Tommy needed that or whoever the nameless person needed that cassette. Motherfucker came to my house, got that damn cassette. But uh, that that's how our, I, I, and I'm sorry it took me so long to explain this. It, it, it's a relationship that I cherish. Um, I wasn't Tommy's best man. He wasn't mine. He was my second best man. I, I went scabalicious with my best man. Bad move. Um. But I'll never forget when I when when I came to town. And it, was this for the wedding? No, th- this was before the wedding because I came back for the wedding because he got married in, in the fall. He got married on Texas OU weekend. Dick. Um, did that person have a deep voice, sister? Yes. We went out and we were singing karaoke one night. And uh, Tommy's uh, fiance, who is the nicest person I've ever met, I, 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 she, she's, she's, she's a walking, talking care bear. She is just su- such a nice person. I don't know what she sees in Tom, but she is, she's, she's blessed him with a beautiful family. And I'll never forget. Uh, we went out to the car to do some shots. Her and I. And she goes, you know, I really wish you were the best man because you and Tommy are a lot closer than he and the best man. And, and the best man that he had was was a great friend he had, and he still has to this day, and he doesn't regret it. And I, but it was it meant so much for her to say that to me, um, that you know, I, I I've got to do a lot of cool things with Tommy. Um, after that horrific wedding that I had to go through, that I made him be a part of. Uh, we both went to uh, Graceland together, and I tell you this right now: I never, ever, I will never go to Graceland again unless Tommy's with me. Do you know how much fun that was to be there with him? Holy shit, man! Oh, that was such that that was fun. But uh, Heather, there you go. There's there's my story of the origin story of Tommy, and. What what's the story of playing with the sign? It was not a signed baseball. No, the the story of the signed baseball was. <laughs> we decided to play home run derby one day. Holy shit! I didn't see him sneak in here. Look at that college station snuck in. Man, oh man! The stars at night are big and bright. There you go. Um. We decided one day that we were going to play home run derby. There's like five of us. Problem is, between five of us, we had like three baseballs. And our uh, our friend Danny, Danny was a black guy. Danny's parents hated that Danny hung out with white guys all the time. But that's all we had at school. And, and Danny was a cool guy. And Danny was smart. I think he's a professor at Georgetown. You don't have to apologize for being late. It's okay, buddy. Um. But Danny was a part of that, and he's like, hey, I think Tommy might have baseballs. And I was like, okay, let's go. So we drove over to Tommy's house. We knocked on his door. His mama came to the door, all four foot seven of her. 
And uh, like Mrs. And, and and we're like, you know, can can we get some baseballs from Tommy? And she's like, well, let me see what he has. Now I know in the garage he had a bunch of baseballs, but she went into his room and she got two. And one was a foul ball that Tommy caught at a Ranger game. Now you it, look. Truth be told, I, I will tell you right now, if you can hear this, this is the foul ball that I caught off Chili Davis when Nolan Ryan was pitching. And it sits in my desk drawer next to me. That's how much this ball means to me. <laughs> At one time, I thought, maybe I should do the right thing. And I'm like, nope, I caught it. And the right thing would be to return it to Tommy. But, uh... His mom gave us his foul ball. And, yeah, I know. Isn't that the funny? That's the funniest part of it. The The last name that she was taking is Little. Oh, God, it's so funny. Um, But she handed us these, and I looked, and I said, oh, my God, this is an official American League ball. And one guy in the group's like, well, we should give it back. I'm like, hell no, we ain't giving it back. We ended up losing every ball that day playing home run derby, including Tommy's. And I'll never forget, I got a phone call that night. He's like, hey, man, where's my fucking baseball? I said, oh, Danny has it. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, he's still upset at that one. (laughs) But, yeah, and, and I mean, you know, we... When I moved, I talked to Tommy at least twice a month. And then when it, you know, when I when I got my career, I was talking to him like once every week and a half. I never ever lost contact with him. We 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 shared everything and it it was fantastic. It, it be, easily easily my best friend in the world. No, with without even a doubt. So there you go. There's my little story time. And now we, we, we've got a few more stories to go through. Um, this first one. This is so funny. Tom Brady and Giselle. Remember, they were a part of this whole FTX, this cryptocurrency shit. Well, word was released yesterday that Tom Brady and his wife lost $48 million when the company went bankrupt. Now, if you don't think that is a kick to the balls, wait for the rest of the story. Because the rest of the story is this. They are still going to be ordered to pay taxes on those earnings. So you lost $48 million. Whatever the tax is on $48 million, they got to pay. Man, oh man. And now the rumors are really swirling that Tom Brady is possibly dating Kim Kardashian. Holy shit! He's coming out of retirement. No shit. 
Well, he better keep that Fox deal in place. Look, I, I, I respect Tom Cruise. Or Tom Cruise. Tom Brady. Ogre, uh, adios, amigo. Uh, have a great weekend. Stay safe. You too, my friend. I respect Tom Brady. I was never a fan. I mean, greatest Super Bowl or greatest quarterback all time. I, I still have a hard time. Um, but but come on, man. Do you want to soil your legacy? I, I mean, we haven't done it in a while. But let can we all remember the the Card the Kardashian curse? I mean, we'll start with we'll we'll, we'll start with. Courtney's been the only one that kind of has avoided it, but not really. I mean, Scott Disick, he turned into an alcoholic and all that kind of stuff. She's going to do something bad to the Blink-182 drummer. That, that's just, it, it's going to happen. And then you had the pig, Chloe. Now she's thin, but she was always fat one. OJ's daughter. Look what she did to Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom had to resort to taking boner pills from a gas station while at a brothel and had a stroke, allegedly. He had a stroke, but I don't know if it was allegedly because of the boner pills or not. That's two sisters right there. Now we can go to even one of the Jenners. I don't know which one it is, but didn't her man have a, a concert in Houston where like 14 people died? That's Kardashian curse, even though they have the last name Jenner. Speaking of Jenner, Chris Kardashian, she's no stranger to the curse. Look what she did to Bruce. And then there's Kim. How many lives can this woman ruin? Let's go all the way back, shall we? To Ray J. Ray J was a, a hot commodity. He was Moesha's brother or Brandy's brother, whatever her name was. Was a TV show Brandy and her name was Moesha or was it vice versa? It doesn't matter. But he was on the cusp of becoming a megastar. And what happened? That's right. He hooked up with Kim. They shot a video. Terrible. She's awful at sex. She does take a money shot to the face, though. Got to give her that. Um, and what happened to him? Crapola. Absolutely. This is where where did his career go? Yeah. Then let's move on to a a feller named uh, Reggie Bush. Remember Reggie Bush? Reggie Bush dating Kim Kardashian when he was at USC. Won the Heisman Trophy. Lost the national championship. Ha ha. Hook him. Got drafted by the Saints, got hurt early his rookie year. They broke up. His career, bumpkiss. Where did his career go? So, she decided, you know what? I'm going to try a white guy. She, she married NBA, I don't want to say superstar because he wasn't, Chris Humphreys. He was kind of, that, that guy was just... Uh, he wasn't going to be anything in the NBA, but 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 they got married. And like a year later, he was released from the NBA. Why? Because his career. And then 
there was Kanye. A lot of people said it. I was not one of these people. I've never been a Kanye fan. I've never been a fan of Jay-Z. Just to be, I I like old school hip-hop. I like LL. I love Run DMC. They're probably my favorite. DMX, all these wonderful rappers. Not a biggie guy. Tupac was okay. I loved N.W.A. Um, but Kanye just, I, I, I did not like him. I, I, I just didn't get it. But a lot of people said, oh, this is the greatest rapper ever. And look what she did to him. She turned him into a fucking crazy man. The man wears padded shoulder pads now wherever he goes. Tom, do you not see this pattern emerging? I, I, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction right here, right now, an early prediction. If Tom Brady and, and, and Kim Kardashian get together, something will happen that will cause the NFL to investigate the New England Patriots, and then they will be stripped of all their Super Bowl titles. Raider fans rejoice. They will be stripped because of some cheating thing. Why? Because Kim Kardashian has decided, decided to date Tom Brady. You heard it here first. He was a publicity star. Who, Chris Humphreys? Yeah, that guy sucked. That was Everybody's like, who? Who the hell is that? Now, I have not watched this video yet. I saw this story this morning, and I was like, oh, please let this play. Please let this play. This happened in Colorado. A bizarre moment when a white woman goes deranged racist rant as she slams a family for holding a Mexican party by the pool. And yes, it was caught on video. Yeah, it's true. You have a fob, two people. You have a Mexican party in the pool. Trash. Oh yeah, you want you, you can't do that. You can't just record me. Oh my. This gal is having Bye bye with the cops, you go. Oh, police are arresting her. Oh, she's got big really, injuries on the fingers. I mean, this lady went absolutely berserk. And by the way, by the way, uh, here, I'll, I'll share it with you. Um,. I don't want to seem like I'm kind of a a lame. I don't want to be like a square here. But if you watch this video with this gal, and and you can hear children playing at the pool, right? Why is she wearing a G-string? Or a thong? I I, I mean, like, like they're gently... If she wasn't so crazy, she'd almost be halfway decent looking, but she's not... 
What does that mean? Go back down to Denver. By the way, honey, you live in an apartment complex. Has anyone, is that lost on anyone? This is a pool at an apartment complex, and she's talking about wearing Hermes sandals. If you got a pair of Hermes sandals and you live in an apartment, you should have the shit beat out of you. Hermes sandals cost about $1,500 a pair, and they're sandals. I wear more sandals than anybody, and I ain't got no damn Hermes because I ain't paying no fucking $1,500 for sandals. And you're bragging about having Hermes sandals, and you live in an apartment. Oh, my God. You're trash. Shut up, you skank. Go back down to Denver. Did she think she was talking to Mage? And she had the audacity to call the other people trash and losers. I'm betting welfare pays for that apartment. I mean, it, it, it's it's comical. This gal's obviously got a boob job done. She's strutting around in this bikini with her tits flopping out, her ass hanging out. And then at the end of the video, her man is holding her down. She is either having... You know what? She got a hold of some fucking harsh edibles, I bet. I'm bet I'm betting that she got some Joey Diaz edibles. Then like three, four, five hundred milligram edibles. Oh. Oh my. Oh. The video went viral and her company. Her company wrote out. Dear Denver community. It has come to our attention that a former employee has appeared on social media expressing hateful and offensive statements. Masters Gallery Denver has not employed this individual for over five years and condemns any actions or statements expressing hatred of racism. We represent and support artists and people of all backgrounds and will do and will continue to do so. She hasn't worked there in five years and they released this. She was hated there. Oh, they've been waiting for this Karen forever. And when they saw it, they go, let's do it. Let's throw her ass right under the fucking bus. Uh, I wear Brazilian cut bikini bottoms that show off my ass. They're more comfortable to swim in. Yeah, but not when you got that many. Like at a, at a, at a condo. They ain't even a condo pool. That's an apartment pool. Jesus criminy. God, people are so fucking great with their fucking this entitlement movement. Sometimes sometimes, you know, it makes me mad, but sometimes I just lap it up because it's so delicious. All right, our final story of the day and of the week. Ladies, y'all need to be careful. Y'all gotta be careful, especially if you're going up to Lake Tahoe. That's right, I said it. Lake Tahoe, we're talking to you. An unidentified man broke into the ground floor rooms at the beachside Club Wyndham South Shore Hotel on July 2nd and 3rd. 
Two female guests reported being targeted by the prowler who let himself in using an unsecured exterior screen door. Lake Tahoe residents and guests have been urged to lock their doors. Now, why? Because the nighttime prowler Um, wait, hold on a second. I want to know exactly what he did here. Um, okay, so d- I guess, oh, because they're saying this is a, a sexual crime. Um, I guess he jerked off on their feet. He fondled sleeping women's feet. Holy shit! Broke into a hotel to get his jollies off on a foot. Battleborn says, God damn it, Joe Murphy, stop it. I, I, I don't get the feet fetish. I, I'm not judging. I'm, I'd, look, look, if, if anybody here in the ass family has a foot fetish, great. Good for y'all. I keep seeing these stories about women making thousands upon thousands of dollars on OnlyFans by just showing off pictures of their feet. I don't get it. Your out says, is he seeing anybody? Well, they haven't caught him yet. Maybe you could go up there this weekend. <laughs> You're out. This is what you do. You go to the um, what, what the Club Wyndham South Shore Hotel in South Lake, and you get a room, get a first floor room. Maybe you keep the front door unlocked. Maybe you put a sign on the door that says feet inside. Maybe you pull the curtain or the, the, the sheets all the way up over your head and you just have your feet exposed. <laughs> your ad says, is he seeing anybody? B. Coop says, no, but he's seating them. <laughs> oh, look at those feet. Oh. I don't get it. And once again, I'm not judging. I just don't fucking get it. It's a foot. If you've seen those toenail commercials, you know that I'm not a foot person. Them toenail commercials fucking creep me the shit out. Uh, ask family, that is going to do it for us today. I have a I have a, a birthday lunch to go to. Uh, Roscoe picked out IHOP today. So uh, very good pick on, on, on his part, by the way. Uh, but that is going to do it for us today. We will be back on Monday. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until Monday, this weekend, go out, celebrate America again, have some fun, get drunk. I don't care what you do, but I don't want you to drive. Get yourself an Uber, get yourself a Lyft, get a cab, get away home, because I want you back for Monday's show, God damn it. So until then... Remember, Roscoe Mania is happening tomorrow. Stories on Monday. Adios, everybody. Well, I got a bumper sticker on the back of my truck. There ain't another like it because I had it made up. I can tell who's behind me. They give themselves away. Lay on their horn when they read this Honk if you honk it on Don't honk if you don't but-
But if you do, now won't you love to honk if you honk it honk? Well, me and Friday night go hand in hand. Ice cold beer and a swinging band. A girl on my arm that won't let go. She caught my little sign about a mile ago. Honk if you honk it honk. Don't if you don't, but if you do, don't you love to honk if you honk your tongue? The other day I was cruising through town Sheriff pulled me over, I thought I had it now I rolled down my window, he said with a grin I want one of them stickers or I'm gonna run you in Honk if you honk it honk Don't if you don't, but if you do Don't you love to honk if you honk it honk Honk if you honk it honk is outside waiting to arrest him.